Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Thank you for pressing play on Your Gift is in Your Healing, the podcast. I am your host, Latreya, the Life Coach, and whether you are new here or a returning listener, know that your presence is appreciated, and I am so grateful that you are here. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, girl. Hey, and welcome back to this week's episode of Your Gift is in Your Healing, the podcast. Um, I am recording this on the evening of June 14th, which means um, on the East Coast, particularly in the DMV area, we are in the midst of the Brood X, uh, the 17-year cicadas. And I don't know if you can hear them, but them things is loud. (laughs) They are where I live. I have bushes and trees right outside of my bedroom window. Um, There's trees and grass um, all over the property. So needless to say, the cicadas are everywhere. Um, I'm not afraid of them. I know there are a lot of people who are afraid of them and run from them. Um, I'm I'm a country girl. Bugs don't scare me. Rodents and snakes, however, do scare me. But cicadas, yes, a couple of them flew on me. Um, One of them actually hitched a ride in... (laughs) On my shoulder last week, I was walking uh, bare and one of them flew on me and I swatted him off and came in the house and I went to go take bear's uh, harness off and I felt something on my shoulder. So I didn't swat because I didn't know what it was. And if it was a bug, I didn't want to smush it on me. Right. Gross. So I grabbed whatever it was and I threw it on my kitchen floor. And sure enough, it was a cicada. Um, And so I just grabbed a paper towel, scooped them up and threw them outside. Um, and so they're just annoying to me more than anything. They're just annoying. Uh, what drives me more crazy be besides the cicadas are the slugs that come out at night. Um, so when cicadas come out, it's extra food. The squirrels, I have noticed the squirrels out here just feasting on cicadas. (laughs) I've noticed the birds feasting on cicadas. And then at night, um the slugs come out and they're feasting on the cicadas so um while we dread them coming out of the ground that particular brood every 17 years seems as though the rest of nature is anxiously awaiting their arrival so um oh and unfortunately the snakes um also uh, are attracted to them because i mean it's a bug and where i live like two or three people have found black snakes on their patio because they're looking for these stupid bugs. Um, But yeah, they only stick around for about four to five weeks. So they've been out since about mid-May. So it's about time for them to go away now. Um, And unfortunately, the warmer it gets outside, the more of them come out. And just seeing the cicada caucuses, (laughs) the cicada bodies all over the place is disgusting. Um, Bear does not like them. He actually peed on one. (laughs) <laughs> a couple of weeks ago um, because they do come flying out of the grass. Of course, he's a dog and he goes and he pees in the grass. Um, he likes to run in the grass also. And as he's running, they just come flying up and he literally is like Timon and Pumbaa um, from Lion King and he's just chasing them around. So um, the cicadas should be leaving soon. Um, and then funny enough, we went on vacation, as you know, about two weeks ago um, and we went to Ocean City. 
I didn't see a cicada at all. There was not one cicada in sight on the beach. We did not hear any of the cicadas singing at night. Uh, we did not see any cicadas. But as soon as we got back um, across the bridge, uh, Chesapeake Bridge, I mean the Bay Bridge. Well, yeah, it's Chesapeake Bay Bridge. I was right. As soon as we came back across the bridge, boom, cicada view. Um, but we went to the beach with um, a couple of our friends, Eliana and Ronnie, and we stayed for about what we say five days and four nights at the dunes hotel and we had an amazing time it was so much fun just to get away and literally like disconnect um and and just turn off things uh, i did my podcast episode before i left i took a couple of pictures um and i took a video but i didn't post it until afterwards um and then I blogged about uh, my trip on the, my website, LatreyTheLifeCoach.com. Uh, but we had an amazing time. We didn't need to go away too far, just a two and a half hour trip across the bridge. And we had a great time. We had great food because our kitchen, our hotel room, um, we had a suite and their suites at the dunes have a kitchenette. So we were able to cook a couple of meals. Uh, they have some great restaurants there. Shout out to Barn 34 um, and Blue raw the blue crab house and raw bar food there was amazing um oh and we went to acetique island the one thing that i promised myself that i was going to do when we went to ocean city was absolutely go to acetique island because that is literally where the wild horses roam so if you've not had the pleasure of going to acetique island i suggest that you take that ride um it is a $25 entrance fee to get into the park, but that um, your pass lasts for seven days. Um, and so you can drive onto, uh, you drive into the island. And as we were driving in, we saw like five or six horses um, at the entrance. There weren't any on the beach when we went. They, there's two separate beaches um, still connected, but there were no horses out there. But if you look through the pockets of the trees and on the peninsula, you can see the horses out there. Um, and we were lucky enough to talk to one of the locals. And he mentioned that the best time to see the horses out is at sunrise. And sure enough, the day we came back that we came back Friday, Saturday morning, someone had posted a picture of the horses hanging out on the beach at sunrise um, and absolutely beautiful and bonus if you have an suv they have what they call the over the dunes suv parking uh, which means you can pull your truck up your suv up to the beach and you can camp out there all night and you can literally watch the sunrise and the sunset from the back of your suv just looking out um at the beach and i'm jealous because <laughs> can you imagine like i'm a nature girl can you imagine waking up and there is a horse just sitting at your door? Like, really, can you imagine? I don't, I love horses, but I don't know how it would feel waking up with a horse <laughs> position right outside of my passenger side window. Um, what, That's all that's really been going on. Um, have I watched? Oh, we watched In the Heights. Y'all know we, we we like curling up in front of the TV with a good movie. Um, yesterday, um, our oldest son, son number one, we call him son, son number one and son, son number two. So son, son number one came over um, and mommy was going to cook dinner, but I got the collard greens started a little too late. So we ended up ordering some takeout, but we watched In the Heights, which was so good. 
I convinced my wife to watch it. She's not a musical fan. She said she only watches musicals on Sundays. So lucky me. Yesterday was Sunday and we watched it and she enjoyed it. She absolutely enjoyed it. And it is a great, um, a great movie to watch. We really enjoy watching that. Um, we haven't done much of anything else um, except trying to, you know, navigate this new normal of all the mask man mandates have been lifted. Um, so while they're advising you to wear your mask, if you're not fully vaccinated, of course, you know, people just ain't wearing their masks. Um, but I will say I have been going in stores and people still have their masks on. So businesses are still requiring patrons to wear their masks, which is a good thing. I don't trust y'all. I'm sorry. I don't trust a lot of these people out here that are just walking around without masks that they have not been vaccinated. Like they have not given authorization for children, um, 12 and under to be vaccinated. So I'm trying to understand why these 10 and 11 year olds are out here with no mask on. I don't trust y'all. Y'all tricky, but as I said before, for me and my family, we wearing our masks. So, um, but yeah, we're just trying to, you know, get back to a sense of, of normalcy. Um, so our anniversary, three-year anniversary is coming up this year in October. So we are uh, looking at possibly planning a trip uh, to get away with some of our friends for our anniversary. The caveat with that is um, my wife and a mask and a plane. They don't mix. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out how that's going to work and if we're going to, how far we're willing to fly and if it, it will just concede and drive somewhere. So um, that is all that's been going on um, with us this week. I have a wonderful guest on the podcast who is my barber, Seth the Barber. Um, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, or if you have known me for any um, period of time, well, within the last four years, you know that Steph is the only person um, that I allow to cut my hair. She is a magician with the clippers. She is an absolutely amazing boss um, who is handling her business. Uh, she is a giver of the community, and I'm glad that she blessed me with her presence on the podcast because I wanted to talk to her before she blows up. And, you know, I, she is talented. And as much as we, you know, when we encounter people who are talented and people who are skillful and people who are gifted, Sometimes we want to be selfish and keep them to ourselves, but not realizing that God has bigger plans for them. And I know that God has bigger plans for Steph. Um, but while she is here um, in the DMV and I can put my hands on her and I get her to, to come on to the podcast, I'm glad that she was able to bless me with her presence. So you will hear me chit chat with her. And before we do that, my affirmation for this week. I am my ancestors' greatest dream. In me, their desires are realized. In me, they receive their reward. So first of all, welcome and thank you for agreeing to be um, on the podcast. I'm glad that I got you to sit down before you blow up because we know that's coming. So I'm honored um, to have you on the show. Um, I have known Steph for about the same time that Dee and I have been together, four years. Um, when I met Steph, my hair was short. I had the worst time finding a barber to cut my hair the way that I wanted. I couldn't find a barber that 
could identify with my vibe. And as soon as I sat in Steph's chair, I was like, boom, this is it. This is it. I'm, I'm not going nowhere. If D and I ever, ever break up, I'm still coming to Steph to get my hair cut. <laughs> hey, yes, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> and without fail, every time I walk out of Steph's barbershop, somebody is saying, yo, I like your haircut where you get your haircut at. So um, what made you decide to become Steph the Barber? And who is Steph the Barber? All right, so what made me decide to become Steph the Barber, um, I was in college. Uh, I attended Morgan State University, and I used to hang around a lot of guys. So um, I used to hang around this dope poet who also was, um, I guess you could say, the campus barber. And so I would go around with him and, you know, just have fun, watch him do cuts and stuff like that. And it kind of inspired me because I look at it as art, and I was going to college for art. So I told myself after that, you know what I'm saying, I will go to, once I graduated from Morgan, that I will go to barbering school. And I'm glad I kind of stuck with it. And so that's what, that's what made me become Steph the Barber. Um, who is Steph the Barber? Steph the Barber, I say I'm a well-known local barber in the DMV area and um I'm better, I'm known for my designs and um I feel like I'm just a overwhelmed uplifted person with good vibes and try to um put that out to the world to see. And you are. Um I remember doing um the layoffs, the the government shutdown, you were offering uh, haircuts to federal employees. And, you know, my wife is a federal government employee and that was a boost to their their spirit and self-esteem because we had no idea when that was going to end. So I can attest to the fact that you are a very giving person um, and that, that, you know, just shows how you just, you know, give from your heart and you're just a pure um, loving individual, which is why we are honored to call you our little sis, <laughs> even though we want to strangle you sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, so I can definitely attest to to um, the the love that you share with people and just your the genuine um, appreciation that you have just for humans um, in general. It's not on your door anymore, but when we used to come to your shop, you used to have the autism awareness stickers. So where did your um, drive to 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 do the autism awareness come from all right so i got like i think i believe three clients who suffer from autism mm -hmm. and so um my client reached out to me or i think my assistant at the time was like Steph, you know what I'm saying you should get back you know for autism awareness you know you have several clients and then um my homeboy munchie the barber his assistant at the time trevor I looked down, I was like, I'm gonna see what I can do. And I actually was on this little small television station, who, you know what I'm saying, who basically came in here and videotaped me and asked, you know, about, you know, the, my autism clients. And actually, they were present. And just to see his interaction with me wearing cameras, was he, you know what I'm saying? He, he struggled getting his haircut, but I feel like I have the patience, you know what I'm saying, right. to deal with that type of thing. So that's how that basically came about. So I then when they came, I posted stickers and I had like handouts and stuff like that just to give to uh, the autistic kids so they can have songs to remember that day. You were the first black female to cut hair on Black Lives Matter Plaza. How did that um, idea come about? All right, so I was at a cookout with my cousins and uh, we was joking. I'm like, oh, hey, cuz, so when are we going to Black Lives Matter Plaza just to go see what it's about? Let's go check it out. He said, man, 
you should just do my shape up down there. And it kind of like rung a bell. And I was like, you don't even know what you just did. He was like, what you mean, stuff? I said, nope. I just started making like phone calls mm-hmm. ASAP. Like, look, I need you this. Because I had to think quick. Because I knew somebody else was probably thinking of the idea. And so that's what kind of like basically gave me the idea to go down to Black Lives Matter Plaza to do that cut. And from there, someone told me to like just, you know, call the news news companies and stuff like that to see if somebody would actually take the story. And someone actually reached out to me, which was so dope. Yeah. And I was actually nervous that day. So, but it turned out really great. I know we watched and we recorded and we were like, look, she's so nervous. It's okay, Steph. So that that was amazing. And you did a great job. And we were like, look, our barber, she's on Black Lives Matter Plaza. Are you still the only one that's done it or have people come behind you since and done it? So, funny story, like, um, I was not the only person who did it. Actually, my homeboy, who I look up to as a barber, we kind of did it almost like the same day, but he put his out after mine. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, he came after I did it. So, it was kind of like a coincidence, so we both had the same mindset. Your 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 customers. I know a lot of your customers have become like friends and almost like family. So, how do you keep those lines? Um, how do you not blur those lines to keep it separate? Well, that that actually was kind of tough. Um, cause man, that was kind of tough. So, like, basically, um, I had some, you know, some situations occur. You know, it's funny that you brought that up because um. The way how I deal with it is I try to explain, I try to have a conversation with them. Like, look, um, you're my friend. That's one thing. But it also, it's like, um, I need you to respect my business as well. So it's like, um, so we basically had conversations like, look, I need you to stay in this friend zone. But when you come into the shop, it's strictly business. Mm-hmm. So I need you to pay me as a customer and pay my price. And like, you know what I'm saying? I explained to them, like, well, if you have your own business, I would support your business and whatever the price is, I would have to pay because that's what friends do. We support one another. Right. And, you know, I had some some altercations where me and my friends got into it, and we didn't speak for a while. Um, some who I had to bitch out all the way, you know what I'm saying? You know, and um, some actually came back and we both apologized where we both are adults now that we have an outstanding relationship, so he respected me on business. So, yeah, it was, some, it was some crazy roads to that situation, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know, um, like I said, working in in certain industries, people feel like because they know you that they're supposed to get a discount, uh, because they know you, the rules don't apply to them, so they don't have to cancel and they shouldn't have to pay cancellation fees uh, without respecting the fact that you're running a reputable business. Um, And so speaking of the business, um, what would you say or have you experienced any type of discrimination in the industry being an openly gay um, black female? Um, discrimination, yeah, when I first started cutting, because I guess me being a female, people didn't want to give me a try. They felt like I didn't probably have the skill to, um, do the same thing as a man would, but, um, it took one time for me to actually cut someone's hair. I ain't gonna lie, it was tough. I got discouraged. I felt like I didn't want to do it at certain times, but I stuck with it, and I'm actually glad that I did, because look at me now. So basically, you know, um... My first barbershop I went to, I looked over. Yeah, I got looked over. Mm-hmm. And like everybody that come in the door, you know, I approached my like, hey, you need cut? I got you. It was like, no, nah, I'm waiting on them. And then they didn't even know who exactly who they was waiting on. They just didn't want me to come in. But right. it's a one person who come in there that was actually in the rush. was like, look, I need you to shake me up. And then from there, people started to see. They was like, you got somebody next, you got somebody next. And that's how it became a thing. So. Um, and do you have, have you found any female mentors in the barbering industry? Or are most of your mentors, uh, you say male? 
Yeah, most of my mentors, actually, I have, yeah, most of my mentors are males. Mm-hmm. I have tried to reach out to one female, but you know how some females could be. I feel like, you know, they feel like they're on a high circumstances. They don't want to help nobody out or things like that. I feel like I would never be that way. Yeah, that was actually one of, that was on my last podcast of how, you know, unfortunately, um, we as black women don't see each other. We see each other as competition. Um, when it shouldn't be that way, we should all try to work together because at the end of the day, we all want each other to win. You know, if I'm in a position right. where I can help pull my sister up, then I'm going to help pull my sister up. I'm, I'm not going to turn my back on another black woman simply because I'm afraid that she's going to do something better than me. You know, there's room for everybody um, in the industry. You know, there's room for um, many black female barbers. You you come to the table with something different than somebody else does, but that doesn't mean that you don't deserve a seat at the table. So, you know, that's unfortunate. And, you know, I just, I, I hope that not just in the barbering industry, but we as black women, period, um, get to a point where um, we can work together without fear you know, that we can leave our egos outside the door and we can sit down and have a conversation and we can help each other out, you know, because there may be some steps that you may miss um, trying to build your empire that maybe somebody else has already gotten there could advise you on. So it's unfortunate that you have not met that mentor, um, female mentor, but let's just send up um, some prayers that maybe down the line, there's going to be somebody that says, all right, look, sis, let me help you if you got any questions. Let me, you know, I'm here. Reach out. So I am praying that. It might, it might be you, Trey, huh? <laughs> well, I'm not a barber, uh, but. <laughs> uh, I mean, you ain't got to be a barber, right. but you, you can be a mentor. Yeah, know? I can be. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a life coach. So, you know, I've tried to coach you, but you don't listen. You hard at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so describe your empire. If, if you had to build your dream empire for Steph the Barber, what would it look like? Um, my dream currently is to get a small storefront. I'm actually feel like I'm, I'm feeling like uh outgrowing I'm outgrowing Salon Plaza. Mm-hmm. And um I'm just ready for my own, you know what I'm saying? And throughout this um journey that I've been taking, that's that's always been my goal is to try to have my own. So I'm actually seeking that now to try to get a small storefront. And then I want to pursue um, to relocate to California, and hopefully within no, the next couple of years. That's me. always been my dream. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, that's always been my dream to go down there. I'm actually scared of the move, but you know what I'm saying? Scared money don't make no money. And nope. I, I never actually relocated nowhere at all before. I've always been here my entire life. So, of course, that's going to be kind of like a big step for me, but I'm willing to take it. Well, we will be sad for you to leave because then that means I got to let my hair grow back because I'm not letting nobody else cut my hair. So. Oh, see, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing for the small storefront. So I can build up my barber and my team to kind of like, you know, gravitate to all my clients so that y'all feel comfortable when I'm gone. Then when I come back in, maybe like every three months or so, therefore, you know. My books to be open if you want to schedule for me. That's how I see it. If you come back, you're going to have to open your books like six months in advance. Because even when you open Man, your I'm books, right. when you open your books now, we're like, wait, did you get the email? Steph got June open. We got to go through and get our dates. I mean, and those dates <laughs> fly. Like, so people don't understand. It's like, where you get, where you get your hair cut at? I'm like, you got to download this app. <laughs> <laughs> I know. People don't really like that. I mean, some people really do appreciate the appointments because yeah. they don't have to, you know what I'm saying, just come in and wait all right. them hours. Mm-hmm. But some people, they still stuck on the same thing. Like, 
everybody just walk in and get it whenever they're ready. But it don't work like that. No, and we appreciate that because that helps us plan out our day because we're still working from home. How did you survive the pandemic as far as your business? Um, Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say I got discouraged. The first one, I kind of like sat home, you know, caught up on some rest and stuff like that, clean up. But then it was like, Steph, what you really want to do? Are you going to say it? You know, this is not you. So, actually, um, one of my friends reached out to me. It was like a, a blessed situation. And she was like, you know what? Um, I don't be home during the day. You actually cut at my house. I get a key to my house. You don't have to give me nothing or nothing like that. I mean, her thing was Tito's. I bought her a bottle of Tito's. I might give her a free haircut, cut, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I would take about five clients a day and, you know, try to be safe, you know, clean up after everybody, spray after everybody, things like that. I wouldn't take more than five just mm-hmm. so I could, you know, respect her house and also respect me because I didn't know who I was coming in contact with. Right. So I was just, unfortunately, just blessed, you know. You know, that's, it was it was a truly a blessing because I didn't want people to come to my house, you know, where I lived at. Right. And so, yeah, it was a good thing. Well, we are glad that you survived um, <laughs> the pandemic. We, we really are. Um, and we are grateful uh, just to have you in our life, not just as a barber, but just sitting in your chair. When we come in your shop, we act a fool. We sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you already know I'm crazy. I be having y'all here down. Like, yes, it's like, we, like yeah, we go get our hair cut, but it, we just we we just have a bowl. So, um, so I wanted to touch on this briefly because I actually found it very amusing. Um, as a mother of two sons, I never. Um, imagined or thought of having two sons that I can identify as gay. Um, and luckily enough for me, I do have two sons that identify as gay. So we have something in common in that not only are you gay, but, but you also have a twin sister, Tiff, who's also yes. in the life, which I was like, wait a minute. They, okay. I, so how was that growing being, you know, being a teenager and a young adult to have not just a sister, but a twin sister and both of you guys are in the life. Um, I mean, people were asking, and it's like, dang, both of y'all? And I'm like, yeah. So it was like, I feel like I was first. I transitioned first and then tip, my tips was like, hey, I think I might want to try that. And so it was just like, hey, you know? <laughs> and so it was just like, I guess it was the thing. And then, like, of course, when we broke it to my mom, it was, like, eh. it was always, that's that one thing that's always hard. It's like, your heart beat like crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, it's, I mean, it's torn. People just can't believe that we both are like that. But, hey, I mean, bands though that we twins. I mean, people, I feel like people accept it. Yeah. And it's funny because I know y'all look alike. So when I see y'all, I'll be like, I know the difference. So your sister went to Atlanta and Dee was on her Instagram page, not realizing that it wasn't your Instagram page. She was like, Steph didn't say she was going to Atlanta. What is Steph doing in Atlanta? I was like, that's not her. That's her sister. No, it's not. It's Steph. I was like, babe, you on the wrong Instagram page. She's like, oh, shit. My bad. I said, what you was gonna call her and get mad at her and be like, you went to Atlanta and didn't say nothing? No, right? <laughs> she was like, yes. I said, it's not her. It's her sister. Calm down. It's <laughs> funny. Everybody get mad when I leave. It's just, it's just so hilarious. They be like, Steph, you're not supposed to go nowhere. I'm like, shoot. Well, Steph gotta have a life too. You need that break. You need that break, especially because you're interacting with people and you're around people's energy all day. So, what do you do when you're not cutting hair? 
I feel like I'm always working. My mindset never leaves. That's what I'm struggling with now. What I'm trying to work with, Michael said, struggle. Trying to separate Stephanie from Stephanie Barber. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like that constant mindset is always in work majority of the time. So, yeah. Um, What's next for Steph the Barber? Uh, next step is my YouTube. I'm working on that now. I can't wait to put that out. I think that's going to be a thing. So, it's basically like. Um, a watch type thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a learn and watch. So it's like you're going to basically see me transform on a blank canvas to something basically creative, creative, and I basically go into um, that with basically giving out little tricks and trades of like what you should do, mm-hmm. and this is how I do that, and this and that. So it's going to be pretty much episodes based on that, and I plan on traveling like outside you know, the barbershop and doing cuts outside, you know, me, I'm crazy. So it was like, whatever, I plan on going to Graffiti Alley and doing one there and like just around. So, and then of course, working on my movement files, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, relocating, networking and things like that. Just trying to, you know, stay okay. positive and move forward. Well, you can't move. Yeah. So that's already taken care of. You can't go to way. <laughs> How can people follow you on social media? Um, my IG handle is Steph, S-T-E-F-F underscore T-H-E underscore Barber. Uh, TikTok is also the same, Steph the Barber. Twitter is Steph Cuts. And Facebook is also Steph the Barber. And you can also visit my website at www.stephcuts. That's S-T-E-F-F-K-U-T-Z dot com. And is the link to the, to the app there on your website? Yes, you can also uh, schedule appointment on the app. And also on my IG, you can actually uh, click on that link to go straight to my website. Cool. Perfect. Thank you, Steph. No problem. (laughs) Steph is about to go on vacation, so I'm glad that we can squeeze this in before she ran away. I'm ready to go. I'm counting. I'm about to go shopping for my trip now. I'm about to go wash some clothes and get everything together. You going to Vegas, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Have fun. Get a yard dog I for will. me. Oh, yeah. Most definitely will. Well, enjoy your time off. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. I will see you no in problem. two weeks. Well, my, my haircut yeah. is going to be back blonde again. You see the black coming in, but. <laughs> I appreciate you for having me. Wasn't that dope? I told y'all, Steph the Barber is a dope barber. She is a great all-around person. Um, And I'm just glad that she is an extended part of my family Um, and has become like our adopted little sister. So um, thanks again, Steph, for taking the time to sit down. I hope you enjoy yourself in Vegas. You deserve this break. Um, This woman works (laughs) all the time. So I'm glad that she is... um, getting away just to, to, to reset and refocus herself. Y'all know I am a big, big, big advocate for that. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. That is it. And that is all. Have an amazing week. You all be blessed. If you need more inspiration in your life until the next time, you can catch me on social media at Latreya, the life coach on both Instagram and Facebook. And if you are interested in joining the Hey Girl Hey uh, Facebook group, please do so. Just go and find me on Facebook and it's just 
Hey girl, hey. Um, there's a couple of questions that you need to answer before I allow you into the group. I need to make sure that you are good and you are good energy and you're going to be active. So be blessed and I'll talk to you later. Bye.